coming to you live. You know the dance by now. If you don't, shame on you, because you sure as hell should. Here on the Brilliantly Dumb Show, we do this now Tuesday after Friday, after Tuesday after Friday, after Tuesday after Friday. This is episode 37. I'm Big Game Bob, behind the glass, on the ones and twos, conducting this train. You're looking over at Grace Ibrahim, we're just going to jump right on into this dance, shall we, Grace? Now, Grace, right away for our sports bit here, I got to touch on the NBA All-Star game was played last night. Um, Excuse me, NBA All-Star game was played on Sunday. Now, Grace, that is the way an All-Star game should be played. For those who don't know... Uh, Commissioner Adam Silver went ahead and changed the rules on the NBA All-Star Game to where they kind of split it up into quarters. So you're basically playing for the quarter. And then there's a lump sum at the end that you have to reach in the fourth quarter in order to win. These guys were going at each other. You had Giannis just going after LeBron. You know, you had Anthony Davis just going after the opposing big. Kemba Walker going at Chris Paul. It was an all-out war. In the meanwhile, have you seen the NFL Pro Bowl game? I could walk into Hawaii and just rush for 200 yards easy. Nobody's playing. Nobody gives a shit. You're in Hawaii. There's There's nothing to care about. These guys were in Chicago. You wouldn't have known if they were playing street ball trying to make it into the league or playing where Michael Jordan played in the Chicago Bulls stadium. I mean, they were just dogging at each other. It it was awesome. Now, but it, it brings up my point because I was at a bar watching the game. So I was at the Riviera Open for golf, which you guys are going to see a video coming out. Uh, phenomenal content. But I was at a bar Sunday, and I wanted to watch the All-Star game. I didn't need to watch the All-Star game, but it was on. You know, I'm having some chicken wings. I just want to watch the All-Star game. There's a guy next to me watching, the. I think it was the Penguins versus the Bruins. Regular NHL season hockey game. I personally am not really a big puck guy. It's just not for me, uh, but I respect it. So I, I, I go to ask the bartender if he could turn on the All-Star game, not knowing that this guy at the bar is watching the Penguins game. The guy watching the Penguins game gets upset with me for asking to turn on the All-Star game. There's one TV, which should never be the case at a bar, but that's it. That's the case. There was one TV at this bar. Now, all I'm calling for, I went ahead and granted him access to the Penguin game. I did. The All-Star game didn't mean that much to me. It's not like the Yankees were playing in the playoffs. But what I am calling for, public service announcement, but this is something that needs to be addressed, is what justifies a channel switch at a sports bar. There's just a lot of different things to take in. You know, another thing is I think you have to encounter some type of seniority into the whole thing. You know, if a guy's already sitting down, he's six wings in, and he's watching his hockey game, I come storming into the bar, I think you have to encounter seniority. This guy's already six wings deep and has been here longer than you. I get that part, but there's a couple different scenarios you're going to run into where you're going to have a big issue with it. Again, and that takes you back to the importance of the game. 
A playoff game should always trump a regular season game. Another thing to think about, what if that playoff game just so happens to be something that nobody really cares about? You know what I mean? Like, what if it's a uh, a ten international tennis playoff that, you know, nobody really cares about, but at the same time, Sunday Night Baseball is on, NBA Countdown is on. Does the NBA Countdown and Sunday Night Baseball now trump that tennis match because we just care about basketball and baseball more? It's another thing to think about. What if two guys sit at the bar right at the same time, one TV? One guy wants to watch the Avalanche first regular season game. Doesn't mean much. Next guy has Suns vs. Wizards, so he wants to watch that. He just so happened to bet the Wizards. Two regular season games, two guys that came into the bar at the same time. Do you grant TV access to the one who has a bet on it because it means more? Maybe the other guy has an Avalanche jersey on in the middle of Los Angeles, California, so you know he's got to be a big Avalanche fan. How dare you switch to his son's Wizards game? You know, so I'm just I'm just spitballing some ideas here, but I think we as a nation need to have have more of an understanding on TV etiquette in sports bars. How is it played? There's a big silver lining with it. You know, a lot of unknowns to this whole thing. And you may even be able to take out sports. You know, what if the State of the Union address is on, like I think it was on last Sunday or something, and you want to watch a regular season game? Does the politics person now take over on your regular season sports game? So, I, you know, I'd like to get your feedback on that. Maybe we can all kind of figure something out here, kind of get the ball rolling here on what is proper sports bar etiquette. Just something to think about. So what did I do in that situation? I actually happened to bet on the Penguins. They won by three. But anyhow, moving on. Now, folks, if you don't mind, please bear with us. Me and Grace Ibrahim just have a couple bills to pay just to keep the lights on running in this place behind the glass in front of the glass. Stay with us now. We got a quick little word here from Manscaped. Son of a bitch, Grace, I did it once again. I cut my ball sack with another shitty razor. Don't cut your ball sack with a shitty razor. I know I don't. Thanks to the good guys over at Manscaped. No more cuts and nicks with the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. This is their third-generation trimmer featuring advanced skin-safe technology so you keep your balls no matter how big, how small, nice and smooth. Keep your balls nice and smooth from one guy with balls to another guy with balls using promo code BOBBYBALLS to get 20% off your Manscaped order today. Manscaped believe in my balls. Now I believe in yours. Let's believe in Manscaped together. Promo code BOBBYBALLS. Hit it. And hit it hard. Be dumb. Get a look at our in-studio interviews. No matter how raunchy, how subtle it may be, we got a camera on all angles. Go take a look now. Brilliantly dumb YouTube. So, Grace, this is good. I just checked in with Joey Coldcuts, dear friend of the pod. He's in Paris right now, Paris, France, for a wedding. He's out of control. I keep getting videos from his friends sending me. He is absolutely shredding up the dance floor. And he's doing it in international grounds. Like, I'll tear up the dance floor, but you don't want to own that dance floor if you're in international grounds, regardless of where you are. 
you got to kind of let them lead the charge. You take it from there. If you want to go wild, go wild by all means. But but let them make the first dance floor move. He told me he was requesting songs. I said, Joe, what do you mean you're requesting songs? He goes, dude, big dog. He, the, he, meanwhile, he's trying to talk to me. He, he's wasted. There's people yelling. He goes, I requested the first song. I go, Jesus, Joe, the first song you went up and request? What did you request? Cotton Eye Joe, big dog. It was amazing. I'm like, Joe, you mean to tell me you went up to the DJ and requested Cotton Eye Joe in Paris, France? Who? How are you so sure that they're listening to the Cotton Eye Joe in France? The first song? You're not going to let that? I mean, have some respect for the people of France. They may not know what the fuck the Cotton Eye Joe is. Please congratulate, ladies and gentlemen. You are now married, husband and wife, Mr. and Miss Harper. Get up, get up, get up now, Joe. I've been there in a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Down now, Joe. Down. Is that what you really want? Walking down the aisle, Cotton Eye Joe playing and Cutsy just breaking it down there? I mean, they, have, they, they, you know, it, it may be a tradition thing where they have some type of French song that plays. You can't just walk up and just request the Cotton Eye Joe for the first song. At least let the DJ play out. You may just trust the DJ enough to where you don't have to request a song. He's going to hit everything you need. Imagine that poor DJ, he gets all set up, he's got his whole playlist, he's got some asshole coming up to him to request Cotton Eye Joe before he even plays the song. I mean, that's unheard of, Cuts. What are you doing? You know, Grace, this actually brings up an interesting point, because I actually, I got a wedding that I'm going to in two months and I'm really at a crossroads for, I never really knew what is the proper amount of money to give for a wedding for somebody getting married. You know, like I wouldn't sucker in so fast to the registry. I think everybody kind of thinks the registry is the easy way out. But let's be frank, blenders are expensive nowadays. So don't just go buy a $200 blender when you could get away with a nice $100 bill. So I think you shouldn't jump the gun. I think you should wait to see how good the egg rolls are. I think you should wait to see how good the sirloin with the mashed potatoes and the broccoli are. I think you should hold off. Because that sirloin, folks, might just be chewy. And you may not want to give $200. You may not want to give $100. But here's where the monkey wrench of the whole thing gets thrown in, Grace. It's this guy's second time being married. Now, I gave the guy $200 when he got married. Okay, which I thought was more than reasonable. But this is the second time. It's kind of like at the point now where that, that one's on you, pal. I'm not doubling down another two Benjis, right, Grace? You know what I mean? I, but the thing is, too, I just hope he takes that into account. I hope going into the wedding, he's kind of like, well, you know, Robbie hit me with that two spot. I'm really not expecting much out of him this year. You know, again, just another thing to think about. I've been driving myself crazy about it. You know, there's a thing that they say is you give a $20 value per year on your relationship when it comes to wedding. I'm sorry, on your friendship. 
So, like, this guy I know, I've only known him three years. I think I should be off the hook with 60. So you divvy it up by the year. I think that's a phenomenal way to go about it. Like, if it's me, I'm staying away from the registry. I've known him three years. That's $60. You throw a card on top of that. But, folks, for the one who's saying, you know, 20%, you don't know what 20% is because you don't know what the wedding bill is. You got to pay for the lighting and all that shit. It's not like you just had dinner with five friends. You just split it up between the five of you. This guy had five glasses of wine. You only had one. You know, it, it, it doesn't work like that. This is, this is a whole different beast. And another thing to factor in, this guy's having his second wedding in Hawaii. Why do I got to get you a blender when you're on relationship number two and I already got to pay for airfare to Hawaii? Room and board too. And I got to throw a fucking blender on top of that? Do you really have to blend up your celery and make your own celery juice? You can't just pick that up from Trader Joe's down the road, please? Fuck, Jim. They already sent the table arrangements. Here's the other thing I'm worried about. I'm at table five, right? Now, table five are some of his best friends and even the best man. I'm not in the wedding. I got no business being at table five, Grace. So am I now going to be held to table five standards when it comes to tipping? They're giving at least $500 and a blender. I should not be held to that standard. I've only known Jim for two, three years. I speak to the guy once a month. We follow each other on Instagram. I don't think I'm doubling down another two spot. This is your second wedding, Jim. Your second wedding. That's on you, bro. You know, but I, I, I think weddings just confuse everybody. I think it just stresses everybody out. And, you know, by the, by the time we're done with all the, you know, the pictures, planning the trip, all of that stuff, you get maybe, what, an hour to actually enjoy yourself? You end up spending that hour getting blackout drunk. You don't remember the next day because you were blackout drunk. And the only thing you have to remember it by are photos and videos and then looking at your bank account and seeing 5000 less dollars. Anyway, though, Jim, I know you're listening right now. You crazy son of a bitch. I love you to death. Congratulations to Mr. and Miss Jim. Um, hope you don't hear this before the wedding. See you in a couple months. Anywho, moving on. Uh, excuse me, Grace. Excuse me, folks. We got bills to pay here. Ah, jeez. Fuck. Sorry, Grace. Those are the screams I used to make when I would cut myself, shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for turning my loud shrieks into multiple peaks. Folks, I am no longer shredding my ball sack. I'm treating my ball sack with the most premium lawnmower 3.10 ball sack has ever seen. Just gliding right through my genitals. The people over at Manscaped have engineered 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 move over John Deere I got a different thing taking care of my ball sack starting now starting right now get 20% off and free shipping with the code Bobby Balls not Bobby Ballsack Bobby Balls that's 20% off free shipping at manscape.com and use code Bobby Balls 
balls. Your partner, your dick, and your balls will thank you. From one ball sack to another, gentlemen out there, trust me when I say, take care of your ball sack. Welcome to greatness, folks. I'm Big Game Bob here from the Burnley Dumb Show. Scroll on down, watch our all live in-studio interviews, whatever it may be. Enjoy some premium quality content with the Burnley Dumb Show brought to you by Bro Bible. Yeah, Grace, I'm just in this this wedding kick. I, I don't know. I just I kind of want to understand the wedding game. I really do. Everyone's like, Rob, you're being a cheap bastard. Maybe so, but in being a cheap bastard, I'm also trying to really understand the wedding game. I do the right thing. Jim got a two-spot. But another thing I want to talk about here, episode 37, The Brilliantly Dumb Show, brought to you by Bro Bible, is what I want to do. By the way, nobody told me to do that. I just Sometimes I just think that kind of just flows, so I just let it rip. But So my friend Rob Drexel, big shout out Rob Drexel, I was talking to him because it's time where he popped the question to his girl. They, they've been together for like five years. Shannon, real nice gal. They're perfect together. And it's time, but he said something that really stuck with me. And I said, Rob, why, you know, why haven't you got the ring yet? And he goes, Robbie, it's not whether a matter, it's not a matter of fact of whether I want to marry her or not. I do. It's just the process of buying the ring that's preventing me from popping the question. He said, I want to pop the question. I just don't want to go through the ring process. And, you know, for the gals listening, here are the Brilliantly Dumb Show, episode 37, presented to you by Bro Bible. Now, I feel like the gals might just be like, oh, you know, that's just such a guy thing to say. That's terrible. I got to be honest. I, I kind of got to defend my, my friend Rob here. Now, think about it. Rob lives in New York City. Rob has to go get the perfect ringside, take the A train to the B train, to the C train, back to the B to the A, get the ring size. You got to go and you got to worry immediately about getting ripped off. It's like going to get a new car. You know nothing about cars. You got to worry about getting ripped off. I know he knows nothing about diamonds. I can't fault the guy. Neither do I. So you got that on the back of your mind. Nobody's excited about dropping $10,000 on something. And not only that, he's got to worry about the transportation process of this ring. So once he gets the ring, he's got to transport that ring in his pocket in the middle of New York City. And then when he does successfully transfer the ring, he completes the transportation process. You now are assigned to store the ring. You got to maintain and store the ring till you pop the question. So you got to worry about your girlfriend coming home and seeing the ring blowing it off. You got to worry about where you're going to store this thing. You got to hold it all the way to where you pop the question. Now, I'm not saying Rob's 100% right here. He should wait another year. But what I am saying is he does have a point to not be very excited about the process of getting this ring. I don't think there's any harm in that. You know, and another thing he tells me is that the normal thing to do is spend $10,000 on the ring, which that shocked me. That really did, because I would think she would account. I mean, look, correct me if I'm wrong. I may be wrong. This is just what's going through my head. I, can girls tell the difference between a $10,000 ring to a $7,500 ring? I mean, can't you just save yourself the $2,500? 
Is it is it like is there an extra carrot in there? Is is it that nose? I feel like they can't really tell the difference. And I mean the guy, he's twenty six years old. It's not like he's got half a mil in the bank account right now. So what I suggested to him, he's gonna be buying a house soon. That conversation's come up. The wedding that he would have to pay for. The house that he's trying to buy, can he use that to parlay in negotiations to chop down the price that he spends on the ring to where maybe she would be more understanding and happy with a $5,000 ring? Rob goes ahead and saves the $5,000 and you're still going to get married. But again, I could be wrong, probably am. Just another thing to think about. I'm leaving with you guys here a lot of things to think about here on the Brownlee Dumb Show, episode 37, presented to you by Barrow Bible. Annie! Who? Moving on. You know what I was just thinking, Grace? I almost forgot. It is that time, everybody's favorite time of the week, that we ask you, Gracie Breen, behind the glass on the ones and twos, for a little bit of a drum roll, please. It's the Ask Bob segment, week by week, Tuesday after Tuesday, sometimes Friday, I tell you fine folks, pile in the DMs, Ask Bob segment, anything you want to know, anything you want to talk about, there's a solution, Ask Bob. First question here for the Ask Bob segment, coming from Christian Harper out of Salt Lake City, Utah. Bob loved the Genesis video, do you see yourself going to Augusta? No. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have to think about it. I, I, I don't think Augusta would be for me. For those of you who didn't see the Genesis Open video, uh, me and Chip and Puds do this annually. It was one of the videos that, that got me started was my golf chirping. Um, for those who don't know, I'm a little hard on Bubba Watson. We had a lot of fun out of it this year. Uh, just, just really good content developed from it. Um, I'm psyched about it. Head on over to the Instagram for it. But to answer your question, Harper, I don't see myself being a, a, an Augusta guy. A, I hear the tickets are just ridiculously hard to get, and they like they take your phone from you, they strip you down. You know, it's just it's too intense. I'd rather see it, you know, from the comfort of my own living room. I'll definitely be watching it. Uh, but look, I I think golf definitely needs some spice in it. You know, as long as you're not crossing any lines, you're not talking in the backswing or before a putt or one night, you know, you walk the line with it. Golf needs some chirping. It really does. It needs a little bit of hostility. Yeah, you are always going to have the old school people that are upset with it. So be it. It's new times. It's new times. You know, people hate to hear it. But I just think that it just totally adds another dimension to the game. It can't always just be quiet, you know, in the middle of Hawaii or California, beautiful Sunday. Birds are chirping. I mean, you got to throw some hecklers in there. It creates some buzz. Let the let the golfers face a little bit of hostility on the course. Can't just all be a mental game. You got to deal with the fans too. Every other athlete has to do it. You know, golf, again, you got to just, you got to pick your spots. You know, maybe some think I went a little overboard with it. But I tell you, Grace, these Bud Light seltzers they got, me and Chip and Butts came into the tournament, and we had a couple mimosas in us, and we wanted to kind of keep it light. 
the Bud Light Seltzers were doing it, but at the same time, it kind of gives you that champagne buzz. So I was just on another level, just just heckling left and right, just throwing BBs. You got to have fun with them too. Like Tony Finau always has a great reaction to whatever I got to say. He's a great sport. Phil the Thrill Mickelson working on Brooks Kepka a little bit, just trying to open him up a little bit. But that man is locked in during the tournament. And then, of course, just get after it with Bubba, you know. But highly recommend taking a look at the Instagram. It was our third annual trip to the Genesis Open, and boy, did we make the most of it. Me and Nikki Chip and Putts just getting after it on the green. Next question here on the Ask Bob segment. This is coming from Loren Chen out of Boston, Massachusetts. Chen would like to know, Bob, what did you think of the slam dunk contest? Um, a lot of sports questions coming in for the Ask Bob segment this week. I, you know, I, I said earlier I really liked the All Star game. I thought the All Star game was was awesome from what I got to watch at the bar. But you know, they made it interesting. The the dunk contest. It is what it is. I think guys are just throwing out too many 50s nowadays. Everybody's getting a 50. It's unbelievable. I mean, any little dunk now is a, is a 10 out of 10. You're, you're leaving no room to go up on any dunk. I just think they're dishing those out too fast. Like, who's that Olympian Simon Biles, Grace? This girl has to do, like, a backflip the size of three football fields in order just to get a 45. She's got to, like, somehow somersault in the air ten times in the Olympics, and then, you know, she's all jacked up about a 45. Everybody in the dunk contest is getting a perfect score. You know what Dominique Wilkins had to do to dunk a 50? This dude, uh, Dominique Wilson, was jumping baseline to baseline and was psyched about a 42. Michael Jordan was broad jumping from half court. And would be lucky to get a 47. But then at the same time, you have a guy jump over a 7 foot 2 taco full. Aaron Gordon from the Magic. This guy, Aaron Gordon's what, 6'9? Yeah, hard it is when you're 6 foot 9 to jump over somebody 7 2. And this guy didn't get a perfect score. They bring in all, like, you know, different rappers and athletes to throw up the dunks to them. It puts a disadvantage, a guy like Pat Covington, or whatever his name was, out of Milwaukee. You know how hard it would be for him to get Chance the Rapper to come throw him an alley hoop? You think Chance the Rapper has any idea what's going on in Milwaukee? I know I sure don't. Meanwhile, Dwight Howard makes one phone call to Chance the Rapper. Jay-Z, he's right on speed dial. Dwight Howard plays in Los Angeles. Everybody knows who he is. Could you imagine little Pat Covington out of Milwaukee giving a call to Jay-Z? Hey, Jay, uh, Pat Covington here. Uh, do you think you could throw me an alley-oop? Jay-Z's going to say, who the fuck are you and why are you calling from Milwaukee? You know? So I don't think certain players should be able to have the access to these props because I'll, I'll admit I went nuts when Chance the Rapper threw up that alley-oop. You know how, how much I'd love to just slam one home from an assist from Chance the Rapper? Without a doubt. Affects the score. Shouldn't be able to use props. Well, unfortunately, folks, I believe it is indeed that time we close this sucker down. Episode 37. Go take a look at the Riviera video on Instagram. Highly recommend that. 
We got Joey Coldcuts joining us in studio this week. Excited for that. Now, I know we had a little bit of volume issues. Been getting some feedback on that the last couple episodes. We worked out the kinks a little bit. What we're going to start doing is just giving you a full interview on Tuesdays. So you can head on over to YouTube for the full interview for whatever guest we have that week. Friday, we'll run things as normal here. So regular, your regular scheduled programming. YouTube.com, the Brilliantly Dumb Show for that. BrilliantlyDumb.com to go get some new Riviera gear that warehouse manager Skip just signed up. Shout out, Skip. And in the meantime, folks, I will see you Friday. You all take care now.